Fish B, you're sounding great on the bass, but have you by chance seen the key to the trophy case? I feel like today is going to be one of those. I think we should just, just open up the trophy case now, because get ready to put this audio sample in there. Thank you, Fish B. Bonjour, amigos. Welcome back. 15 minutes or less, Monday through Thursday. I'm only Bob, doing the very best we can. Uh, Fish B, as an extra-dimensional bass player... Uh, no one's a fan of Russia right now outside of Vladimir Putin's pants. Uh, did, did you hear that Russia is pulling out of the International Space Station? Like, they helped start. That's crazy. It was like as fucked up as things were on Earth. Like, at least in the International Space Station, uh, countries could come together and, and work together for, for common cause and common purpose. And it was really inspiring. But now Russia is pulling out of the International Space Station. If only they would pull out of Uranus, Fishby. <laughs> it's so bad. That, that wasn't even intended to be a joke. That, that was intended to be a, uh, a shout-out uh, to Tony Kornheiser on the PTI program. I, I don't know if you like that show as, as much as I do, but I, I love debate. I love it. And to me, the best way to get to the most salient facts in any argument or any story is to have a debate about it. And it's insane to me that in these political times, there's no debate shows on TV. I fell in love with politics. One of the reasons I did, one of the reasons inspired me to read a billion books about this shit was being a teenager and watching Crossfire on CNN. If you're too young or don't remember it or didn't care, you basically had, it was Monday through Friday. I don't know why they would work Fridays. That seems crazy, but whatever. You know, different times, different times. So it was Monday through Friday, and they basically had two regular hosts on opposite ends of the political spectrum, and then each day they would have two other guests that was kind of two-on-two debating the issues of the day for a half hour. Minus commercial breaks. And it was fantastic, wonderful entertainment. And then that went by the wayside. And then all that was left was it was a great show, a similar format, but this had, this had a moderator and then, and then two uh, people of uh, uh, different political persuasions on, on the other side. So, so it was a five-person uh, thing. But the McLaughlin group on PBS, rest in peace, John McLaughlin, that's gone. And in these crazy political times, why is there no debate shows? I guess because when people turn into the news now, they have no interest. Nothing makes them want to turn off what they're watching faster than something they disagree with. So God for fucking bid. We're no longer at the emotionally intelligent or curious enough level as I, like we simply cannot tolerate any opinion or any fact or any anything that challenges the dogma of our tribe, whatever the fuck that means. So maybe Fishby, maybe, maybe me being the Lone Ranger and you'd be a Tonto, and maybe, maybe this isn't uh, the worst place for being to the world. And I know that was a uh, muddled sentence. Sometimes my enunciation is better than others, you know? That's the beauty of not, you know trying to be better than the 17th best podcast in the world. 
top 10, you gotta, you know, enunciate. Back here? Nah, we're fine. We're fine at 17. We can muff a sentence every now and again. But as CNN desperately tries to reinvent itself and desperately tries to find some ratings, they got a new boss. His name is Chris Licht, if you're a real media insider. He went from Morning Joe to CBS Morning News to Colbert. He's, you know, he's well-versed in this shit. Bring back a debate show. And make it great. Like, like bring people, really bring the, you know, the factual knowledge, but, but also the flair of entertainers to really, I, I, it might be counterintuitive to, to the way of thinking now that, you know, no one can handle an opinion, you know, outside of, outside of their own, but I think it would be. Not only a ratings juggernaut for CNN, I really think it would be something they could get behind, but I think it would be just an unbelievable public service to the nation at this point. I mean, even <laughs> before the McLaughlin group, there was a show called Firing Line on PBS, and now it's hosted by the most wonderful woman on the planet. But that used to be a debate show. Tough conversations. Now it's just Margaret Hoover interviewing somebody, which is fine because I would watch Margaret Hoover on TV making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I'm a big fan of Margaret Hoover. I shouldn't tell you this, but I might have. I like Margaret Hoover so much. I know you're Googling it now. Like, who the fuck is Margaret Hoover? She's married to a CNN guy. It's also incestuous. His name is, uh, his name is John Avalon. But I texted one of my friends that, uh, I don't know if you watch this show, but if Margaret Hoover is, uh, if she has a uh, voracious sexual appetite, John Avalon is the luckiest dude in the world. Like, just wicked smart and just like, man, alive. God really did spend a little more time on her. Like, she's, she's different. She's, di she's like the Beyonce of politics, you know? Like, like. I didn't plan on talking about any of this, by the way. That's, that's what's nice about, uh, about keeping it loose. But uh, I suppose we can, if I can stroll back to, to Russia for just a second. And speaking of the, uh, the news biz, so this actually works. This happened like it was on TV, but it, it was barely a story. Like, barely. Like, there was big, like, like handshake meeting in Iran of, of Russia, Iran, and Turkey. You had, like, you had like Putin, the, the Ayatollah, and, and Erdogan, who is, you know, a monster, I think, uh, in Turkey. But Turkey, if not one of the founding members of NATO, forgive my ignorance, on, on, real close. Real, I mean, they've been in NATO forever. So we have the leader of a NATO country in Iran doing photo ops with Putin and the Ayatollah. Does anyone else see a potential problem there? No? Just me? Okay. All right. Okay. 
in other diplomatic relations because if there's one thing I know for sure, other than a pol- debate show of politics on CNN would be would be a juggernaut. Like the second thing I know is that uh, uh, podcasts about international diplomacy are also ratings juggernauts. Not not like a debate show, but the demand for international diplomacy nuance <laughs> from an idiot and his bass player Fish V are uh, that is uh, again. I told you. I told you. Where where have you found the keys to the trophy case yet? Because this is. This is another one that we're bringing. Um, Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, and a woman who likes to uh, get a little skit on the or a little sun on the beach. Excuse me. Uh, she wants to go to Taiwan. Which sure, okay, great. She's Speaker of the House. She can go wherever she wants. China, talk about saber rattling. This is this is fucking nuts. They're threatening. I mean, like on Twitter or whatever, or, or Weibo, uh, uh, China is threatening military action if Nancy visits Taiwan. Like they asked Biden about it. He's like, well, I know the military doesn't want her to go. So it seems like she's not going to go. I feel like Nancy has to go now. And... For my friends in Europe and Canada and countries, Mexico, countries that are not the United States of America, you're going to have to apologize a little American arrogance here. But fuck you, China. You're really going to shoot the Speaker of the House's plane out of the sky? Okay. We're the United States of America. We're going to let China dictate where the Speaker of the House goes? Are you fucking kidding me? Again, apologies. We're the United States of motherfucking America. That's nuts. Just nuts. You want some more international diplomacy? Great. Who does it? I'm on a roll now. Talking about Turkey being in NATO and the, the threat of the threat of war if uh, if Nancy visits uh, visits Taiwan. I, she has to go. Go Nancy, go. Go Nancy, go. NATO is obvious military alliance, you know, an attack on one is an attack on all. And that's a really important job. Like, that, like that's 1A. But I think 1B for NATO, NATO needs to be a, a, a supply chain alliance in addition to a military alliance. Because if things start to go sideways with China, and I don't think they will relatively soon. We're, we're so economically intertwined that it doesn't make sense for, sense for either country. It would, be, it would be so ridiculously unwise, it just seems like bluster. But that's today. But if China cut off our supplies of a lot of things, amongst them, let's say something important, like prescription medications, right? 
Like, if they decided to stop sending those over, we would have a problem. Hot action outside. It's the only podcast with hot action outside. But we have to have a 25-year time horizon where everything that needs to be made can be made between NATO and our friends in Brazil and Australia. Like, like, yes, we need to work on that. And saying out loud we're going to work on that, will it invite some more bombastic language from China? Yeah. I mean, you can't spell supply chain without China. Or sandwich, for that matter, right? You can't spell sandwich without China. But what are they really going to do about it? I, I, I know it's very, very complex, and they own a bunch of U.S. debt. And it, it's, 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 it's complex. But going forward, I think we should probably, you know, make sure NATO can do all that stuff. And the way you do that is by making it less and less and less appealing for the U.S. and other allies to offshore all their production and everything to China. Well, incentivizing uh, that labor uh, uh, to be done here and then also um, just just throwing this out there for the good of the... Why, why do we have to do this in China? I, I, I realize the, the way their system is set up, but don't you think like in Central and South America, you know, Nike could build, you know, shoes and pay people a dollar an hour. Not that that's right, but it seems to me, as a cocky American, we have a much greater vested interest in the ascension of Central and South America than making sure China becomes a global empire that no one can rival. I, but again, you know, I'm just a guy putting a podcast in a trophy case. What do I know? You know, I'm just a I'm just a connoisseur of firing line with Margaret Hoover because of Margaret Hoover. I, I'm very shallow, very shallow. Holy shit! How did that? Ha- how does this keep happening? Once again, I've talked about nothing. I don't. Rem- Fourteen minutes and thirty nine, forty, forty one. Fuck it, we're done. Sandy, Osfish, fish, get the keys. <laughs>